0: Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth, and welcome back to Against the Current, where today is an odd episode on Against the Current, because I am in Virginia right now. Usually I operate out of South Florida, um, but I am in Northern Virginia right now. Now, where is this? I am visiting my grandparents, one of which I have actually told to get the Chosen app. I can't believe they haven't gotten it yet, but I did tell them. And so now they have gotten the Chosen app, and will hopefully start watching, and will come and see soon. Um, but right now, I'm in a hotel bathroom, and that's why this—just to let you know up front—that's why this is. This might sound off or different. Like, whoa, he's, he sounds so different. Yes, yeah, I'm recording this this in the bathroom of the hotel that I'm staying in. So, um, I'm here visiting my grandparents. So, that is letting you know up front. That is why. This podcast may sound off, and I didn't tell you that. Now, I will have it stricken from the record. The lady that is in the back typing up everything that I say, because it's like a court, for some reason, um, she's she's taking it out. That part's stricken out of the record. You didn't hear that. Anyway, continuing on with our chosen saga today is episode seven, Invitations, which is what we will be talking about and what we are talking about today. Um, in this episode, Invitations, obviously, this is the title because we have the... Um, the calling of Nicodemus and the calling of Matthew, the tax collector, in this episode. Nicodemus the Pharisee and Matthew the tax collector. Um, they're not both tax collectors, in case you didn't tell. Um, so, this episode, if it's uh, so the first invitation on this episode with Nicodemus obviously uh, kind of got rejected. kind of got declined because Nicodemus was not fully ready to take that leap of faith yet. And so Jesus said, okay, well, that one didn't work out, but we still have to have a, a a successful calling this episode. So let me go call Matthew. That's not actually what happened in biblical times, but it's kind of, I mean, that's the general description of what happened in this episode. One goes wrong, so therefore we have to go and call. He didn't call Matthew because Nicodemus didn't respond, but just kind of, just kind of how I like to think about it. Because we do get the calling of Matthew, and Matthew does, actually drop everything, and follow Jesus and his disciples. So that's always fun. And this episode is a great, fantastic episode. Again, this is, the, ah, this is the final episode in the Trinity of the Chosen. This is the last one that's just on that little bit higher of a pedestal, and I'm not repeating myself because the avid listeners of this podcast are probably ready to cut my throat out because I keep saying this over and over again. But this is the Trinity of um, which is three episodes of the chosen I think are slightly better than the rest, yes, I think all the rest are great, and all of them are more or less equal um in quality in my opinion, but these three five, six, and seven of season one are just three episodes that I think are just a tad bit above the rest, and season two episode one, that one was the more I watch it, the more I really appreciate that episode more and more um so that's that's another great episode, so that might be a part of the quadrilogy. Mm-hmm. Might have to call it that now, because season two, episode one is just so great. Season two, episode four is also really good. Okay, we'll call it the Quintilogy? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Maybe there isn't one for five. Um but those five episodes are all think, um uh, yeah. We'll keep it at Trinity, that's good. Anyway, um yes, so back to episode seven of season one, not going further into season two or or even season one, episode eight um although i do have some fun things planned for season two so stay tuned if you want to hear about that fun things are coming up on against the current and this is a great time to be a part of the podcast chosen community um because you get to hear so many great things like this also the chosen fan podcast which you should go listen to them if you haven't i'm sure you have because they're probably more popular than i am but uh, you know what? That's that's great. More love for The Chosen being spread all around, and everything is nice and peachy. It's good, because The Chosen is kind of at a lack for content right now, because we're kind of in between times, both um, with the first and second coming of Jesus, obviously, and with the seasons two and three of The Chosen, because we're in the in-between times, waiting for season three to come. And by the way... Casting for season 3 will start up soon. So um, if you're some kind of acting person, which who knows, you know You might just be fine to watch Um, uh, I know I'm I'm content with watching but auditions might start up soon so if you want to look into how you want to be on the chosen if you are some kind of actor then uh, Feel free to do that the auditions are starting soon. Hopefully anyway, Back to The Chosen Season 1, Episode 7. This episode is great because obviously the main event here is the calling of Nicodemus. Um, Jesus sitting down and repeating one of the most famous verses in probably the entire Bible. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only... <sighs> Wait a minute, I got that wrong. How could I get that wrong? That's the, okay, let me start over. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's right. I went to Sunday school. I'm a bit of an expert on that verse. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's one of the most important and most popular verses in the entire Bible. Um, so I'm sure probably every single living human being, except for, I don't know, one under the people or babies who are not able to comprehend English, once you can start comprehending English, I'm pretty sure every human being on the face of the planet has heard that verse in some way, shape, or form. Guarantee you. Um, so, probably that, obviously that's a daunting challenge for the, um, the team of the Chosen crew to undertake and overtake, because they nailed it! And, um, that's what I'm saying, I think I said this last episode that, um, It's always great because when The Chosen adds things and takes so much creative liberty and freedom uh, like they do on the show, it always is—it makes it that much more refreshing when you actually see something that ties into the Bible. um, Or like a huge moment that directly, obviously ties into the Bible. Not just staying with consistency with the Bible like the entire show does all the time. Except for I do have one question. We'll get into that later. Um... We'll get into that in season two. Stay tuned. Um, when it when it, they, they always manage to keep consistency with the chose or with the Bible. <laughs> they manage to keep consistency with themselves. That would be a problem that they didn't. But they always manage to keep consistency with the Bible. So what I'm saying is when they tie something into the Bible, so like actually directly show on the show something that obviously happened in the Bible, like John three sixteen, conversation with Nicodemus, um, those moments are just that much more exciting um, and satisfying to see because it's finally like, oh, okay, so we've gotten um, added stuff in, and it's all good. It's all great even. It's fantastic. Um, But then once we see something that actually ties into what we're familiar with, um, it just makes it that much more satisfying. And then once you've watched past season two and stuff, you're fine with them not showing as much stuff that you're familiar with and um, past adaptations of the Bible, or what even what you read in, in the actual Bible. Um, it's so much more satisfying to see an actual event in the Bible, uh, portrayed in The Chosen, because they always do it so well. And again, Eric Avari as Nicodemus nails it! He is just absolutely fantastic. I love his, um, just... His, his uh, acting on the show, his character is just so great. He's also very well written. So I credit the Tyler Thompson. Boom. Figured out the other writer's name. Well, not figured it out. I just remembered it just now. And it uh, might not even be correct. But I'm pretty sure it is because I am self-confident. Um, so Tyler Thompson, Dallas Jenkins, and Ryan Swanson. Swanson. Um, they do such an incredible job. With nailing consistency and just bringing emotional depth and emotional value to the show. Um, With every character, every moment, every scene, every line of dialogue. Um, You're invested in the characters, you're invested in what's happening. And you feel emotionally on par with them whenever something happens in the show. You feel for the characters because they feel real. They don't feel fake or phony or... Or um, manufactured, like some characters tend to be on the media, in movies and TV shows, um, they feel real. They treat them. They treat these characters. And yes, as I've said before, the they've stepped beyond just saying, okay, these are um, these are like people, which they are. They are real people that actually existed back two thousand years ago. And did walk the earth, except for Jesus, who's not just a person, but is God. As long as being a person at the same time. Um, but, they they don't just say, okay, these are people. Um, they do take it one step further and say these are characters on a show. But they um, do it in a way that these are realistic characters on a show. They're not manufactured or or phony or, or they don't feel fake at all. They feel like real people who would respond like a normal person does when events crazy things or even just things in general happen to them um it's not like jesus um i don't know jesus like raises lazarus from the dead and they're just like yep that's what happened yep they're used to it or it's just oh okay sure they're like wow that's gonna be oh i mean well it hasn't happened yet on the chosen but i'm sure they won't just be like yeah sure he raised he raised lazarus Okay, they'll be like, wow, that's amazing, Jesus, you're so awesome. And we, Or they might even be scared, who knows, I don't know. Who knows how it's going to play out. And Dallas Jenkins specifically said that he shies away from big miracles, so I'm even surprised that he's doing the feeding of the 5,000, to be honest. Which, by the way, look for me in the feeding of the 5,000, because I might just be there, who knows. I travel all over the country, so I'm in Virginia right now. Who knows? I might be in Texas by the time they film The Feeding of the Five Thousand. As of most of you, maybe, because The Chosen has grown to the point where there are so many hardcore fans who are willing to show up and pay $1,000 and even more for family members to um, go to Texas and be on the set of The Chosen for The Feeding of the Five Thousand to actually be there because you love the show so much and you also pay show and to help finance future seasons and episodes so that's really great Um, people might just say oh the chosen power hungry Uh, not power hungry money hungry no they just want you to pay and give them money Um, but it actually it is actually a great thing to give to the chosen and you also get um, to see future episodes early Um, also so you get um, people who pay I think it's more than $300 another another perk of paying it for $1,000 um, that I think some people may neglect is that you do get to see the, the, all of season three, actually a day early before the people. So be on the lookout for that too, because that's going to be amazing. And, um, I will start. Okay. No, no spoilers yet. Mm-mm. I'll save it for later. Um, but what was I talking about? The people on the chosen, the, the, see, I called them people cause they're so real, but the characters on the chosen feel like real people and they don't feel phony or fake or manufactured or, um, Anything like that, they feel like real people that you can actually connect with, and especially Jesus, who is not just God but is also man. Um, like some people tend to forget, he's just all God, all God. He can't, he can't do anything. Well, he can't do anything wrong, but he can't do anything that's like manly, um, like practicing his sermon on the mount. I still am a little bit irritated, but hey, you know, everyone's got their own opinions, you got your opinions I got my opinions, obviously everybody else's opinions that don't agree with mine are wrong, I'm just kidding, that's that's kind of the mentality these days but, um, wrong mentality Um, but, you know Jesus is portrayed as a real person on this show, and he's connectable connectable, relatable, you can connect to him, and you can respond to his emotions on the show because they feel real, they feel like an actual person they're not like the Bible TV show that was on National Geographic or something where it's just like, I'm okay. So, actually, never mind. I was gonna say, I'm on the cross, I don't feel anything, but actually, his acting, the um, uh, Diogo Mortensen no, that's not the right name, but uh, whoever played Jesus on that show, I he's kind of made the same face the entire show until like he got crucified on the cross. I would say, I do would say that his acting when he did get crucified was actually de- good, and um. I am honestly pretty nervous and, and scared for Jesus' crucifixion on the chosen. And Judas' betrayal, or not portrayal, his betrayal, because his portrayal is so nice and likable. I feel like, oh, man. I am not excited for the crucifixion of Jesus because uh, it's going to, I think we're all just going to bawl our eyes out. It's going to be so sad. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Um, one little thing, one little theory that I've had for a while since... Um, I saw season two, episode one, the beginning with John, speaking of, real quick, a little side tangent, I'm sorry, I will get back to the episode, um, but little side tangent with John, and uh, when he uh, sees, or when he's, uh, the future John, the future versions of all these characters, um, I it is my personal theory that after I saw that, I thought, ooh, I think we're going to get more of these future versions, and see st- what happens after Jesus' death, because and i was like maybe even season season 7 will be the disciples after jesus's death 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 um and they kind of spreading of the word um and season 6 will be where jesus dies well i think that my theory is actually correct because there's little okay so if you've been paying attention to the chosen on social media on youtube instagram facebook whatever um and the stuff they post negative when they post negative feedback it's always funny because um the people say ridiculous things about the show that just make me laugh um and they're just funny and the chosen responses to them are hilarious they are just like yeah um and they have nice funny sarcastic responses which are awesome and i love them um but if you've been paying attention um whenever someone mentions that the show is secretly the antichrist which is another ridiculous thing that people say, um, the, the Chosen is like, oh, yes, by the way, in season six, we reveal that Jesus is not actually real, but the show is fake. And so I'm like, huh, season six, Chosen, you've said that there's going to be seven seasons. Why are you saying season six for Jesus's death? And I think that the reason they are saying that is because my theory is correct, and they're going to have Jesus be crucified and rise again in season six, and then season seven will be the disciples after Jesus's resurrection. Um my personal theory. And um, I think that it's pretty pretty um pretty accurate one because there and there've been I that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head, but they've said many things like that in season 6, in season 6, in season 6. That's what they say all the time. And so I'm like, "Season 6, my theory is correct because I pay attention to things." Um and now that you've listened to the podcast, you will pay attention to things too. And we will, will we all be one happy family of paying attentioners um that spot what the chosen see or what the chosen say and then connect the dots and theorize about future seasons of the show um so that's that's the plan um that's that's not the plan anyway um episode seven of season one a great episode um the 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 scene with Nicodemus is just so emotional and so great I think my parents cry every time they see it. I think every adult cries at the end of every episode of the show. <laughs> Pretty sure. Because, like, I don't know, Adults are weird. People are weird. I'm weird. You're weird. We're all weird. Um, no, I'm sorry. We're unique. That's what I should say. Uh, everyone's weird. But, um, yeah, so uh, that, that's such an emotional scene. Every adult cries when they watch the show. I was just talking to someone the other day and they were like, that scene with Mary, they just started watching The Chosen, actually. So they just started, and they watched episode one. They're like, Mary Magdalene, um, when Jesus calls Mary Magdalene, I just, I just couldn't stop crying. I don't know why. I just couldn't stop crying. I'm like, I definitely relate emotionally to The Chosen. Um, I don't know if I've ever cried during an episode, but that's just because, you know, I'm not old enough to start. I do cry at things things in movies and TV shows, but nothing on The Chosen. I, um... <laughs> I don't know, maybe the ending of season two maybe got me a little teary-eyed. Um, but he was like, I just don't, just couldn't stop crying. And I was like, yeah, that's what I hear from most adults. <laughs> um, so that's, I, that's just interesting to me. I mean, because <laughs> that just shows the level of emotional depth that The Chosen has, is what I'm saying. The characters feel real. You can connect to them, and you, they, they, you relate to them so much more on an emotional level than you do in most um, movies and TV shows. Uh, because they just feel real they're written and treated like real people not just um, figures of history or characters on a show but a step beyond that characters on a show that are written as real people um so just a great level of emotional depth it's shown especially in the scene between jesus and nicodemus um where jesus is talking about being born again which is an incredible subject matter i recommend you go listen not listen go read i don't know who knows maybe you do listen to audiobooks. um but go read uh, the bible and um john 3 and get your facts on being born again which i hope you are saved and born again if you're listening to this podcast if you're not then go read the bible and talk to your local pastor because i am not one to give the theological advice because um, i'm not a pastor but go um Talk to your pastor, read the Bible, um, think about getting saved, and turning your attitude towards God and on the right path. If you haven't already, Um, so that is an incredible subject matter tackled perfectly by the chosen um, in this massive football field of of theology. The chosen is halfway to the end goal, Uh, the end field. What's it called? End zone. I'm sorry, I don't watch football. I'm actually recording this podcast as there is a football game on right now. So it shows how much darker. Um, and the end there um, with Matthew and Jesus says, follow me. Um, that is also a great scene too. The music also really helps it a lot as well. Um, I just got to say the music by Dan... I'm getting their names mixed up. Matthew S. Nelson and Dan Hazeltine, Hazeltine, um, however you pronounce that name. The music also really helps that end scene with Jesus and Matthew, or Matthew and Jesus is following me. Uh, Matthew dropping everything and just going with Jesus. And even Gaius is like, whoa, 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 what are you doing here, man? You're leaving your whole life behind. He's like, yeah, I know. And I'm going. And then, um, even earlier in this episode, Jesus is talking to Mary and he's like, we're going to go have dinner at a house, in somebody's house, um, in a few days. And she's like, what, what, what? I don't know. And then he's like, yeah, let's go um, have dinner there. And then at the end of this episode, or maybe it was last episode, I don't know. But at the end of this episode, um, Jesus goes. Says to Matthew, Jesus says, "Matthew, we're gonna have a dinner at your house." And so I just like that those little aspects where Jesus is plant, how much Jesus has planned out in advance, how much he knows, showing that he knows all because he's God, um, and how he, um, <laughs> uh, how he can just be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have dinner in a few days," and then he's like, "Matthew, we're gonna have dinner at your house tomorrow or tonight." Um, and just the level of planning and just that goes into that and the writing of the show, just great. Um, just brilliant stuff. Um, so that is the end of the episode and, uh, we will continue next time where, uh, Jesus goes to the, um, the woman at the well, which is another, um, classic Bible story. So, uh, yes, that, that was this episode. Very great episode definitely 10 out of 10 it's amazing one of the definitely one of the best in the show just the emotional value and depth of nick demas is sensational um yes and that'll conclude this episode so i hope you enjoyed make sure to tune in next time where we will discuss the season finale season one finale of the chosen um that'll be fun so i'll see you then next time i record i will probably be back in my home uh, quote unquote studio, but it's more my room and my house. Um, I shouldn't be telling you this. I'm completely professional. I've got a whole team of people working right now. I'm in this giant studio with billions of people. I mean, it's being recorded in front of a live audience right now. They say hi audience. <laughs> they're, they're so happy to be on the podcast. Um, I shouldn't be telling you that stuff because it's to- completely professional, but I will be back next time. Things will probably be back to normal. Um, So, see you then. And, um, yeah, have a great week, everybody.